Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sam Legasic. And I'm Dreadful Dan Gallagher. And we're two old buddies that have lived our life at the edge of the mainstream. So come join us where things are a little odd. This is the Movies, music, and gaming. And here I'm with Dan. Hello. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you doing? Having a great time. Um, <laughs> I've been watching loads of stuff, listening to loads of stuff since we last chatted. Consuming. Consuming. I'm a, yeah, max consumer. <laughs> well, today, because <laughs> we haven't done one in a while, we thought um, we would just spend a few minutes having a little bit of a minisode um, and a little catch up on stuff um, that we've watched and done. Uh, yeah, I haven't really planned for this, um, but no. I can just generally, I can go through some stuff that would be at the forefront of my mind, which would probably be the most interesting anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I have Don't got, I did get one, th- I, I did get one thing today, which I think you'll really like, and is actually relevant, um, to the show, which is, uh, through the post, I got the vinyl or uh, soundtrack of Miami Connection. No way. Friends for eternity, loyalty, honesty. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's cool. It's, it's right behind me, actually. See if I can grab it, even though no one, obviously, on the podcast yeah. can see this. Yeah, listeners, um, you can't see this. I'll do you a closed caption version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sam exactly. is wheeling back in his chair and <laughs> <laughs> laying grabbing. hands on a red and purple vinyl package. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it kind of, it's the same kind of cover that the weird um, illustrated cover that they use for the poster and stuff. Yeah. It's that. And then on the on the inside, I mean, I, I love this. If no one's if no one's actually 
watched it, listen, see if you can find it. But we have done an episode where we break down the film. Yeah, um, it, it was our first it. podcast together. Is it? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Right, you have to go way back for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's got this cool, like, in the inner middle bit, um, it's got this cool thing of the band playing. Um, what the band called again? Dragon Sound. It's so cool. And then on the back, it's got the end, which is basically where he's going around with the sword and killing everyone. Um, and God, this film is just so incredible. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I, t- I take out the vinyl. Uh, it's a forgotten and- lost classic, isn't it? Of 80s over the top cheese. Yeah, we did when we did our like breakdown of it. It's worth listening to because it's um, we go into like how it even got made, basically, yeah. and the release and how it got found and all this stuff. Because um, it's just a bit, it's a bit random, basically. So the, the vinyl itself. I mean, part of the reason for oh, look, I've got loads of shit on my hands as well. You can kind of, can you kind of see that? It's like a red it's like, black thing. I can't yeah, what, half red, half black. Yeah, um, nice. Kind of thing. Um, and this is cool because one of the things we spoke about when we did the podcast was like how pumping the soundtrack is. Yeah. I'm sure you even said I'd love to get this. Mm, yeah, well, I, I believe I did because I know it was on Spotify. Um, so you, you can go and listen to it. But it might have been taken down actually, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, definitely I've kind of always wanted this. Um, Has that only just come out then? Or, uh, yeah, it only just come out on, I uh, got it through Mondo, which is where I get obviously loads of stuff. Um and oh shit it's got the look, it's, I know you always joke about how I handle records but it is like I'm just like a fucking I'm like Bigfoot trying to like do some ballet or something it's just so like ridiculous you look like you're trying to stuff a Christmas turkey yeah I am yeah <laughs> um, but yeah it's only got it's got the seven it's got seven tracks um, and then the, what's great is the bonus tracks which I want to listen to which I'm going to listen to yeah, just got to say which is Dragon Sound Live at Fantastic Fest a live performance, I yeah. guess. I don't know. So I don't know what that's going to be. Friends and Against the Ninja karaoke versions. Oh, you're going to get your microphone out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I thought you'd like that. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It came with a, um, uh, I also bought the uh, Mondo book, The Art of Soundtracks, which is just a lovely little coffee table book with all the fucking illustrations and all this shit. In it, and that only just got released. Um, uh, yeah, I also got actually, I'll show you as well, um, which obviously is great for the listeners. Ugh, is um, I like kind of getting these art books, but we've talked about this before. Cuphead, uh, yes, yeah, the art of Cuphead. Um, and I've got the vinyl of this as well, um, which is uh, which is cool. I still need to listen to it, but yeah, it's quite this is a really nice book. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's got all the uh, you know, different illustrations and how they came up with all the bosses and all this stuff. Fucking that cool. is brilliant. When you yeah. showed me that clip, the uh, trailer for the game, I thought that just looked absolutely incredible. Yeah. What a gorgeous piece of work. Yeah, yeah, I'd be keen to play that at some point. Yeah, it's re- well, it's two-player co-op as well, <sighs> but it is so we difficult. <laughs> it's, 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 it might be the hardest game I've ever played. And it's like, and everyone goes, oh, Dark Souls. It's like, I can do Dark Souls, no problem. Cuphead, I have a real issue with. Um, but yeah, what else have I been doing? Uh-huh. I haven't really played any games. I'm still working my way through Demon's Souls. Um, and me and my daughter are doing Paper Mario, which is quite cool, um, quite nice. 
doing a bit of that. Um, I played randomly a little bit of Resident Evil 2 remake as well, and I just finished the Leon part, and that's been after that. It's like a two-year gap from when I first played that to <laughs> completing that bit of it, but I really enjoyed that. It was really good, actually. Um, and I totally forgot most of what happened in the uh, original game, so it all felt actually really fresh. Um, and I forget, like, because I don't know if you remember playing Resident Evil 2, but it's the same game, but two discs and each one from a different perspective, which is quite revolutionary for the time. Oh, it's so good. But the whole thing is that you can you can do it in you can do in a session, basically. It's eight hours um or whatever. Maybe I think it might be a bit more like ten hours. And I think they might have added a bit more to the remake um for each bit. Um and yeah, and there's th- certain things that affect the other and all this stuff. But the one thing about it and what they really, really heightened was Mr. X who, if you haven't played it, you won't remember, but basically he is like, um, it looks a bit weird in the remake, but at the time it was very scary and it's still pretty scary, but he's like this massive bloke in a trench coat and a hat, like an old school fucking detective. But he's like, you know, like Prometheus, those like weird alien, like, um, did you watch Prometheus? Yeah. Those bald kind of God like people. Um, He's like that, but he goes around and basically you can't kill him and he will come and find you wherever you are in the game and it's relentless. So even if you're at like a, a certain, I think it's a couple of save points where you're safe, um, but he will smash into rooms. You'll he'll hear him coming as well. And you've like, sometimes you'll hide and hope he passes. Often he doesn't. <laughs> um, and it's just but throughout the whole game. So sometimes you're trying to just like unlock puzzles and negotiate zombies and try to get from A to B and he would just fucking smash his way in. And then all of a sudden you're like, got to like run away from him and then try and hide before you can go to where mm-hmm. you need to go. And he's probably hanging around there as well. Um, and all this stuff. And all that was just like, it was an anxiety nightmare. But yeah, I was thinking really, it sounds intense. Yeah, it was really intense, but in a, in a really good way. Um, um, and I really, really enjoyed that. It felt um, different. Speaking of Mr. X, mm. I've been back on the streets of Rage 2. Oh, yeah. I can't, can't get enough of it. <laughs> you complete so, it again. I, yeah, well, my, my preferred character is Skate, but I um, yeah. played through as Axel, right. beat it, and um, I'm halfway through uh, playing as Max, mm-hmm. who I never used to enjoy all that much, but I'm having quite a good time with him. He's the big, uh, big burly wrestler guy. So he's a bit right. slow, but I forgot how kind of fun it is. Just like, He's really powerful. Right. How fun is just, just walking through, just crushing people. Yeah, it's very uh, good tension reliever. Nice. Nice. Uh, and um, I watched this film called Rollerball from 1975. Yeah, the have you seen that? Yes. Yeah, you know I've, um, I have seen, yeah, so I've seen, seen both of them because they remade it in 2001 or something like that. Yeah, it's really badly or something. Yeah, I was reading about it. It's really, really badly received. It's got about three on IMDb or something. I quite liked Rollerball. I liked the kind of Orwellian satire of the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I I need to watch it again because I remember next to nothing about it. Like I watched it years and years ago. Um, It's basically like there's five big corporations now um, and they referenced the corporate walls. Um, but basically the whole world is controlled by five big conglomerates. Um, and actually they keep everything in a kind of balance, in a sense of order. So there's no longer any war. Right. Um, but so to satisfy people's 
like bloodlust and keep them in check, they create all these basically like entertainments and distractions for them. So the most popular sport is rollerball, mm-hmm. um, but it's really violent, I suppose, because people people want blood. So um, basically, they decide they want to retire the like lo- the longest serving uh, member of the team mm-hmm. because. It sends a bad message, basically, that the individual is greater than the uh, the team. Yeah. So it's, this kind of leads, like you know, like communistic kind of Soviet. You know, it's a Cold War era film, right? So, um, yeah. So it's all about that. But then I read, so I, I thought it was really good, and I read, oh, that influenced then the game, Speedball. Yeah, Speedball. Yeah. Yeah. So Mate, Speedball Two Brutal Deluxe is not only one of the best sequels of all time but also one of my favourite sports games. No way. So last weekend we watched um, Rollerball Mm. and then had a little Speedball 2 tournament. Nice. (laughs) Which I won. Speedball 2, did you, Wicked? Speedball 2, if you do like the, I mean, I fucking can't remember, like the campaign or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I want to say like, it gets to a point quickly where it is fucking impossible to like, (laughs) um, to win uh but yeah it's um and that's a, a british game. game as well um, bitmap that's brothers that's right yeah um, you just pick it up and play yeah. it and it's just really immediate fun yeah yeah oh, god i do love that and then like just oh, man just thinking about it getting those like angles in yeah um when it's uh you know when it, and all this stuff and then you when you jump up it's like that or whatever yeah pat down right all that stuff. big hand bouncing it through the warp all yeah that stuff. that's right yeah and in between the games yeah. as well, you get a bit of money and you have to like spend it on your players. That's right. Yeah. And buying like... You can buy new players as well, right? Yeah. Or you can like buy better armor and all this kind of thing. It's good fun. Good fun. Yeah, it's good. Is it on the um, Mega Drive Mini thing? It's, uh, Drive game, isn't it? it's I don't think it is, no. Yeah. To find some other way. Check yeah. It out. Some other way. If only there was some other way. Yeah, but no, yeah. yeah, not not illegal. Right. Um, <laughs> what uh, else have I been doing? I bought. Um, I don't know if you saw. I got the uh, recent King Gizzard album L W. Okay, I thought you I already had that. But okay, no. Well, they did so KG, and yeah. I haven't. I didn't get that. But L W. Oh, um, I just presumed you've got like everyone <laughs> when it comes out. Yeah, well, KG. I missed the boat and. It was really, yeah, basically the only version you can get is like black. And so I'm hanging around like, um, I thought I'll wait and get LW because they're kind of like a bit of a, you know, they're, they're sister albums, let's say. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't just release them as a double album, but um, I managed to get a couple of copies off of their website in Australia, like this golden version. Mm-hmm. And it turned up. And honestly, I've never seen a package that looked so warped. Oh shit, really? I was like, it hadn't been traveling that long, like a week. So I was like, Jesus, it's not just weight. I think it's been like under heat as well. Right. But yeah, I took them out. I'm <laughs> just like bent like fruit bowls. But I did an <sighs> unboxing video on my channel. See? So I'm literally like, you can, you can see my heart breaking. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But um, they've been really good. Like they got back to me within two days and like, yeah that is the most bent thing we've ever seen. And we'll, we're just shipping you some, which I was surprised because there's only 2,000 copies and they sold out within minutes. So they yeah, must so keep a few back. Yeah, just in case. 
Um, That's lucky, isn't it? Or maybe yeah. they can do stuff to order. I don't know. It's good, like it's good that they're you know they're they're an independent and you know, good customer service and all that. But um, that's a really really good album. I recommend it. I didn't really like KG all okay. that much, but LW is really good. They're both these like microtonal tuning exploration albums. Mm-hmm. But I think KG is a little bit on like lighter side. LW's got a bit more breadth to it. Some heavy yeah. stuff in there as well. I've, I've only I listened to it the once when it came out. Um, front to back um, and I haven't gone back to it only because I just like listen to other stuff and also yeah. like because it's so happens so frequently and like <laughs> I just like I don't know what to listen to if that makes sense yeah. like I've listened to this but it's like for me it sounds like because I'm not like super familiar with the KG album it's like I could listen to any of these it doesn't really it doesn't really matter. And I always, go, I always go back to um, Nonagon Infinity or whatever as well. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Which They've got another like. new album coming out next week. Yeah, I heard. I heard. <laughs> Can't keep up with it all. No. And they're doing these gigs. Did you see this? I think this is really cool. Yeah. They're doing like five gigs. Okay. Um, and they're all different kind of themes. And they've actually released the set list ahead of time so people can decide what they want to go and see. That's a good idea. But there's one that's like thrash metal. Mm-hmm. There's one that's like acoustic. Mm-hmm. There's one that's like really long hippie psychedelic jams. Right. Um, I think there's like a garage psych rock kind of one with some of their okay. early stuff. Right. Um, I think it's there's a good idea. <clears throat> like taking advantage of your massive body of work. Yeah. Um, to be able to do stuff like that. It yeah. does make me think like with my own personal stuff, like how I've always tried to um, uh, like separate things into different outfits and all this stuff when it's yeah. like she just do like an aerial pink or yeah like a king gizzard and just be like mush it all together just, yeah just be like it's one thing like, yeah um, you just need one consistent like production sound to make it all cohesive yeah but even then like i quite like m- mixing it up i don't know i've been thinking about that a lot lately because i think i just need to kind of a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Uh, I'm too old, basically, to start, like, spreading my bets. (laughs) Yeah, you can't have six different projects and bands. You just need Project Sam. And even if it's, like, you know people dipping in and out or whatever or like or just me or whatever doing something then at least it's a thing um yeah. to be quite interesting just get it out there yeah 
Get it out. Anything else musically you've been listening to? Um, nothing particular I was going to talk about, I think. No. I've been listening to loads of Fall for some reason, just in a, in a Fall oh, patch. To, yeah, I still need to listen to Fall. I'm still not. I know like you, um, you love them. I just haven't really explored it at all i'm trying to um i'm just going to look back this is a really boring way of doing it um because there's a few things i remember listening to going oh, i should speak to dan about this yeah um and i for the life of me i can't remember what they are um i also have bought like a fucking shit ton of records and i know like we do our little have a listen but i haven't actually um i haven't done it and i thought because it's all like set up here i wanted to do it all like you know um, yeah, nicey nice. Um, but uh, yeah, it's annoying because now I've been listening to stuff and I can't remember what the fuck it, um, it is. Um, uh, I've been listening to that Shame album. It actually was something I discussed when we did our albums of 2020. Um, I listened Shame. to that a bit more. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the album now off the top of my head. Um, but I've liked it. It, it begins better than it ends, but um. I, it didn't make my top 10, but I randomly have been listening to that a lot. Oh, and also like my mum brought around some of my records. So I stuck on um, some uh, Smiths, um, which oh, I, cool. had, I had to clean that up a lot. My Tears for Fears, Songs from the Big Chair and The Hurting, to be fair, are scratched to fuck. They are just like popping and whatever all over the place, which is kind oh, of... Really? Yeah, I mean, it was not looked after properly before I got hold of it anyway. Yeah, I was going to um, say, they're probably second-hand, aren't they, from charity shops or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not really that much of a surprise. Um, yeah, what else have I been listening to? Uh, a lot of I've been listening back to um, William Onyabor. Yes! Uh, as well. Um, and I watched that doc that you sent as well, which was quite interesting. It's yeah. weird how he was like there and all this stuff and talking to me around him, but he just didn't want to chat. <laughs> It's just like so weird. Like that I you love don't. That. You just like they're there, but you're still like big no. Um, yeah. So if you for the listeners, yeah, this documentary is called Fantastic Man. It's just thirty minutes. It's on YouTube, and basically, yeah, William Onyabor, he did his albums late seventies to mid eighties, and then just vanished. And there's all these rumors, basically, about. About, well, about his background, people saying he was linked to the Russian mafia or the KGB, mm. all kinds of outlandish things. But they tracked down like people in his neighbourhood and they were like, yeah, we don't really have anything to do with him. He doesn't have anything to do with us. But I think then he'd become a, a like a pastor or something. Yeah. So he's priest. About, it's all about Jesus now. And they track him down. And like you say, he's just like, you can come in um, and talk to me off camera and you just see like the, the reception of his house and that's it yeah and he's got this little shrine to himself um which is a bit weird um but i love that i just maybe he just wanted to keep you know remain enigmatic yeah maybe um it's a real yeah, head scratcher i don't know there's a band i listen to called public practice it's okay um it's not really uh, it's not really that amazing. Somewhat, something I did listen to, and you've probably heard it already, but I need to kind of um, go back and explore it more. It's Atakak. Mm, you heard of this guy? No. It's like, I, I can't remember where I read it somewhere, but he's got an album out 
called, and it's like, it's, I, I believe it's fairly difficult to get hold of. I have no idea. I think it's only, it was only released on like tape or something called Oba Simmer. It was 2015. I don't know when it was originally released. I don't really know. Maybe it was originally released and I don't really know anything about it. Um, and it's, yeah, I think it's the kind of stuff you'd like. I think it's like Afro, I don't know, psychedelic kind of weird stuff. Um, that sounds good. Atakak. Atakak, as in A-T-A-K-A-K. Not Atakak. Um, not Atakak, no. Uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, so this is it. It was released in 94 originally in Ghana and Canada, randomly. Um, that sounds cool. And, yeah, it's, it uh, it's a, yeah, it's supposed to be, oh my God, like kind of, yeah, rap, funk, disco, um, and it's all like DIY, lo-fi kind of thing. Um, so yeah, you might like that uh, to that check out. Right. There was, there was right some other alley. stuff. Yeah, I thought that. There's some other stuff as well, and I can't remember what it is. I went back into John Mouse again, kind of went down a bit of a spiral there. Um, at the drive-in as well, randomly, even though these aren't new things. Um, there was some other stuff, and I just can't remember what it was. Um, but that's me, musically, anyway. Um, yeah, I, maybe you'll like that, at least. <laughs> The other thing I was going to tell you is I finished watching The X-Files Season 9. You got there. I've almost caught up, which is crazy. I dropped off. Um, uh, so you've Season 9 was when it originally ended, right? Yeah. As in like the original series. of the Exactly, ending. yeah. Um, I didn't mind that last episode as much as I did the first time. Um, you must, what, with the cave? Well, obviously I knew it was coming. Right. You know, the whole ret- retcon of cigarette smoking man being dead and then immediately killing him again. Yeah. It seemed really pointless. Yeah. And just like, Doggett and Reyes just totally then like, we're going to completely marginalise you and we're just going to quickly wrap up the whole super soldier thing. And But, but yeah, because I knew all that was coming. I was kind of like, I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. And I was like, it's yeah. okay. But um, I thought I'd mention it because obviously now, oh, then the very next day I was in the charity shop and I found the uh, Series 10 DVD. Right. So, um, but I thought maybe we could watch the film mm-hmm. X-Files, I Want to Believe. Yeah, the one with, um, what's his name? Billy Connolly in it, playing a pedo, psychic pedo. Oh, he's in it, is he? Yeah. I have seen it once. Yeah, it's something to do with the animals. It's like a vet or something. That's Yeah. It's a weird... It's weird because it's like just an extended episode. Potentially, Um, yeah. That uh, came like, what, like six, seven years after the end of that series. Mm. So, um, yeah, well, that's next on my kind of X-Files journey. So I thought if you've caught up to that, then... We yeah, that's a good we idea. Do a show on it because I don't think many people talk about it. No, I'm I'm up to oh god, um, I think I've just finished or recently finished the one with Lucy Lawless in it. Um, yeah, Xena Warrior Princess. That's pretty much the first so, episode of season nine, I think. Oh, is it? Okay, so um, got a few. We got a few to go through there, but yeah, knowing you and your rate. Yeah, what is yeah, we've we've like that's the problem now is that because we watch it as a couple, um, me and my wife, she 
hates it now. So it's like when I'm like, she watching the X Files, she's like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if oh, I can really? Do it. So wow. now it's very difficult to kind of get her oh. back into that mind frame. So it might take a while to kind of get that get that ball rolling again. That's funny though, because that was the mindset of the American audience at the time. Yeah. Like the drop off. Yeah. Across season nine is crazy. Like when you look at the, the viewing figures on uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, I bet it's insane. And also, like, what the one thing that I really hated was that I really still, even when I'm watching it, like Dog It. Yeah, we're Dog It Patrick's character. Yeah, and it's like I can't remember. Don't ruin it for me because I can't remember how it ends with him. I can't, I don't know what happens. Um, but there is that part of me. It's like. He didn't get a fair shot and maybe the remakes should have brought him in. Um, yeah. Have you caught up? So if you watch the latest? Yes. But so when you, when they were broadcast, which was like a few years ago now, right? Yeah. So you've seen the, the Mulder and Scully's son and he jumps into the ocean, cigarette smoking man and all this. Yeah. Kind of forgotten okay. it though a bit, but I just remember, I remember it all was quite shit, all the mythology arc stuff. Mm. And there were about four or five quite good episodes. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, they they done dirty by Doggett. Yeah, they did. I heard that it was like Duchovny and Anderson were actually a bit pissed off because they felt like they were trying to like strong arm Doggett <laughs> into like being like the X-Files, the face of the X-Files a little bit mm-hmm. and, and all this. And it's a bit like, yeah, but Duchovny, you fucked off. And also like when I'm watching Doggett, I'm, I was saying to Tess, like, imagine all his lines. Imagine mm. all his lines, he's saying it, and then apply them to Mulder, to yeah. Coveney, essentially. And it's like, it is nowhere near as intense as how Robert Patrick could do it. Because Mulder's like, it's just, to Coveney's acting is very just like, you know, fucking hippie, like yeah. laid back, whatever. And well, then, yeah, I mean, it's it, a very different character. I think Duchovny's really good as well. But well, they are different. They are, and they are different characters. Yes, but and that's why it annoys me when in the big conspiracy episodes yeah. they suddenly try and turn him into an action hero, yeah. and they have him like shouting and like running around and pinning guys up to the wall and like running yeah, yeah. around with a gun. And it's like, who's the fuck? Who the fuck's this guy? Yeah, this isn't Mulder. It's like yeah, when yeah. Uh, it's like when the Red Letter Media guys talk about Star Trek and how like. Star Trek, like the next generation TV show, it's like um, Patrick Stewart was like, it was, it was n- never about violence. He was always about finding like, it was very cerebral and all this stuff. And then he went to the films and he's like walking around topless with like a gun, like just killing yeah. people. <laughs> and they're like, it's just not, it just doesn't work. It's not the same. And that's what yeah. I feel like with these episodes in Mulder, which is why it's, I find it weird. Cause then I'm like, that's more what, Doggett should be doing, and Doggett is a great character, but just Duchovny just doesn't have the fucking chops to do it. And also, like, he went off and he tried to do... What did he do? He did a cameo in Zoolander. He did Evolution, which I actually like as a film, but it absolutely bombed. Yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, and he did a couple of other things, and it's just like, ugh, it's awful now. But did you know he's like... I think that we talked about this before. He's like a proper successful author now. Well, Duchovny? Um, yeah, like, he's released a whole ton of books that have done really well. Um, and I think I he's actually, no yeah, he, he's going to star, um, he's going to star in and produce a version of one of his books, which is weird because that's basically what Californication is essentially <laughs> the wow. premise of that is about. Did you ever watch Californication? No, no. 
it's for me, I felt like it was an excuse for Duchovny just to like act like David Duchovny and be like this man that women can't resist and him to be like cast whatever woman he wanted (laughs) and play a smooch him and, you know, get naked with him or whatever and all this stuff. I mean, it is, it is like everything is sex. Like the whole thing is sex, 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 sex constantly. But that's the thing as well is that Duchovny's all like, Oh, I'm just like a, I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm so corner wear black all the time. I'm just going around like fucking whoever I want and wear shades. And I've got some shitty car, but I hate myself. Oh, I'm so emo and, and all this. And it's like, but no one can resist me and I'm so cool. Um, That's funny because like, uh, he was in the, the Red Shoe Diaries, wasn't he? So, yeah. <laughs> he's gone full well, circle. <laughs> yeah, well, he's, um, he got done for being a sex addict. He was one of the first for like coming out as a sex addict and because he kept cheating on Tia Leone time after time after time. If you remember, started an episode of um, X-Files as well. Yeah. Which is actually quite funny because that had Larry Sanders in, um, uh, um, well, from the Larry Sanders show. I can't remember what, I don't, I can't remember what his actual name was. Um, And did you ever watch Larry Sanders? No, but I know who he is. He's an episode of the X-Files. Yeah, so you know when they're doing the TV version and they've got Tia Leone playing, like, the Scully oh, character. Yeah, they have a yeah. shootout over a graveyard. And at one point I thought Tim Heidecker was in it, but it's not him. Um, and, yeah, so that guy who played... Oh, God, it's going to absolutely kill me what the guy's name is. But Larry um, Sanders guy, um, who I'm a big fan of. But, yeah, if you ever watched... Oh, it's Larry, Gary Sa- Shandling. Gary Shandling. Yes, there we go. Thank you. Gary so, Shandling... Larry Sanders' show is yeah. one of my favourite comedies of all time. But, like, hands down. Um, I'd say it's, like, top five uh, of my favourite comedies. And um, I love the premise of it and everything. But part of it is that David Duchovny comes on as himself, as one of the guests, and and all this. But the thing is, is that it's David Duchovny... The whole like, running joke is that David Duchovny is actually gay for Larry Sanders and fancies him and Larry Sanders doesn't really know what to do like he's, he's right. he feels a bit he's a bit awkward about it and all this stuff which is quite funny um and yeah so that's why it's quite because they're obviously must be mates or whatever and that's yeah. why he was in that that's and all this stuff yeah call me cynical but it feels like it might have been a bit of like a pr move put, put it out what? there i'm a sex addict oh right when he got caught cheating if you remember it was on the news like he's he had multiple affairs Leone left him, whatever, and all this stuff. It was just got really? news. Then it came out. I think it was more a reactionary thing to that, being like, I'm a sex addict. I can't yeah. help it. Own um, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, it. yeah. And it's kind of like, out of, that's the thing is that, yeah, he did Red Shoe Diaries, which is basically soft porn, even though he wasn't in, who he did, his whole thing in it, if you've ever watched it, is he walks around with his dog, he reads a letter, it then, like, uh, it then, you know, transitions to, like, yeah. a, um dramatization some, of some soft letter. Porn. Some soft porn comes up and it ends with him and his dog <laughs> going <laughs> and just like, and that's it. <laughs> it's really weird. I don't really, that's the kind of premise. Um, and then, yeah, Californication is just pure sex. Um, and Blimey. then he did, uh, he did that thing recently. What, what was it? It's called like, it wasn't Swordfish. Um, but it was something like that where he, he played like a detective or something like that. But um, I don't think he did very well. Um, yeah, and then he Never, came back to no. his files, obviously. He, man's, the man's a, an auteur. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fair enough. Like, if he's writing his books, I'd be the same. Like, just sit there writing books if, you, if they're doing well. Yeah, great, great thing. Yeah, um, but Dan, we've I haven't the, been, I haven't uh, been we've watching. We've hit the half hour mark. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. Maybe we should wrap. Okay, let's wrap we've this gone from, one. From Miami connection to David Duchovny's erection, we've covered it all. <laughs> we have. All right, I tell you what. Let's put pause in it there, and then I'll catch you up with a bit more in the next one. Let's do that. All right. Bye, Bye everyone. See ya. Thank you for listening to Oddcast Movies, Music and Gaming. If you want to get in touch with us or get a movie, album or game put on our list to discuss, then email us at oddcastoddballs at gmail.com or a newwinterpodcast at gmail.com. This is part of a New Winter Podcast Network, so head on over to a newwinter.net to check out our other shows. You can also follow us on Instagram at a new winter, Twitter at a new winter, and you can head on over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash a new winter. Thanks for listening and see you again soon. yahoofinance.com